Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. And we are going through a few episodes talking about anxiety. It is one of the biggest things that we see coming into therapy. Definitely. Um, a good portion of people coming in our door have some level of anxiety, some um, type of anxiety, uh, whether it's a generalized anxiety or a social phobia or um, anxiety related to specific stressors yep. or experiences that they're having in their lives. So it's a huge issue, and we haven't talked about it yet. So, <laughs> Which is odd. I mean, we've talked about it, but we haven't, yes, we haven't focused done, on it. Yes, we haven't done specific episodes on it. So, And I, I've, I've been wishing I could tell clients, go listen to these episodes. <laughs> this will help a lot. So it's about time that yes, we did this. So here we are. <laughs> and even if, even if it's a really acute um, anxiety, panic attack, this is going to be helpful. Right. And so hopefully you listen to these episodes and... Um, experiment and practice, which we'll get to towards the end here. I mean, really, yeah. you have to choose some of these and practice them every single day. This is where you're going to be most effective. Just like we talked last episode about lifestyle change, mm-hmm. you've got to approach this as a lifestyle change. Yes, yes, because and I've you know I've heard that this can be the case that if you only use some of these techniques when you're in the middle of like a panic attack or, or debilitating anxiety. Um, the, you know, best case scenario is it'll help a little bit cause your body's like, okay, I'm maybe this is going to work or whatever. Um, worst case scenario, your body could actually attach the, the thing that you're using to the anxiety itself and it won't actually end up helping. I have seen cases where people only, meditate or only right. do this thing when it's, when they're in anxiety and their body actually like creates more anxiety around meditating in general, mm. because it's always when I'm anxious it. that I do yes. this. Yeah. So you want to be doing these and you want to be practicing these consistently over time so that your body has experience with them. Maybe when you're not in these debilitating panic attack, attack types of situations, Yes. um, to give yourself uh, better support. Yep. And also all these things, right? It's not just anxiety. These things all help with stress in general. Right. So if you're yes. practicing these every day, you are giving your body just this little decrease in stress every day. And who doesn't need that in their lives? So thank you. That's a really important point. I want to um, talk on that for just a sec. Okay, go for it. Uh, <laughs> Whether you have anxiety or not, do these things. Yes. Plain and simple. I'm (laughs) telling you right now, thinking better so that you feel better is just a universal principle for living a good life. Right. And so this has application for everyone. Mm -hmm. It's especially powerful 
to bring you back to a feeling or sense of safety when you don't feel safe. So Mm -hmm. it works great for anxiety, but this is for everybody. Yes. So thank you for pointing that out. I would be very happy if everyone was doing this on the regular. Right. right. Including me. And I think, you know, I think it works both for the top-down ones that we're talking about today, but also the bottom-up ones, right? Definitely. These are, again, things that, you know, we kind of talked about this last time. These are things that are just healthy quality of life things that improve your life that will get you to, you know, the 2.0 version of yourself, regardless of where you are now and from where you're starting. I think almost all of these techniques are going to be useful for depression, for stress, for, I mean, we're really looking at improving your quality of life from whatever level you're at and whatever you're currently experiencing. Yep. So do all the things anyway. So don't just skip this episode if you're thinking, oh, I don't have debilitating anxiety in my life. I'm good. This is something for everybody. I mean, even if you didn't, chances are pretty good you're close to someone who anxiety is a real issue. (laughs) And wouldn't it be nice if you knew how to actually help them besides saying, hey, uh, I mean, it's not that bad. Just, you know, relax. It's it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So... Top-down approaches, let's talk a little bit about that. Again, just a quick recap. A top-down approach is a thinking approach. So thinking first, top-down, it's coming from your head, your brain, Mm -hmm. versus a bottom-up, which is more from your body. And again, top-down approaches work really well when your body's not triggered. So when you have anxiety that originated in the body, this isn't going to be as effective as a first step. It's still effective. We just got to get your body on board first. So we're going to talk about that more in the next episode. Top-down approaches work the best when your body's good. And so either it's not high-level anxiety Mm -hmm. or you've already practiced some bottom-up approaches and you're feeling better. So top-down approaches, um, cognitive behavior therapy stuff. We have talked about this particular approach before. It's ABC Uh in different episodes. Just kind of a recap. Um, A stands for the activating event. This is where you identify what it is that happened that triggered the negative feelings. Mm -hmm. The B is your beliefs about yourself and about life. And so often there's a triggering event. It could be somebody cuts you off in traffic and your belief about yourself is negative or about life. It's negative. Maybe, you know, people aren't loving enough Um, Things are getting worse. Nobody cares about anybody anymore. (laughs) Whatever it is, it it begins this process of you end up feeling bad. And then the C for ABC, the C stands for challenge. And what you're challenging is the belief. So the activating event happened. You're not challenging that, but you are challenging the belief. And my best and most favorite all-time challenge, if you remember from the other episode, extra (laughs) credit, is to simply say, even though blank, and the blank is whatever the negative experience was or the activating event, I'm still worth it or I'm okay. I'm okay is probably my all-time favorite. So you might say something like, even though I yelled at the kids, even though I forgot to pay that bill, even though I slipped or relapsed again, um, even though this person just cut me off in traffic, I'm okay. Yes. I'm okay. I'm still worth it. And that's enough of a shift that it does alter your feelings. Right. And that's just the classic CBT approach. Again, when your body's in a good place and and that just goes without say for all of these top-down approaches, where exactly you use them, you'll have to kind of, you know, 
Try when am out. I going to be done with my bottom up approach and know that I can start thinking differently about this? You're uh-huh. going to find that out for you, but yeah. Yeah. And I think I love about that one is that it's going to apply to any situation, yes. right? I'm okay. is going to apply whether, whether the, um, the belief about yourself is that you're a failure or that the world is, you know, falling apart or that you're unlovable now, you know, all mm-hmm. of these different things, it, it's not going to matter that I'm okay is going to work for all of them. So yes. that's, it makes it a very quick thing, you know, tool to pull out of your pocket. And remember, the goal is not for you to feel completely better. The goal is to feel enough better that you will do some good self-care. You will connect to your higher mm-hmm. power or to yourself or to others, where if you're not feeling better, you'll withdraw and isolate and feed Escape. this idea that you're not worth it. Yes. You should be on the outside looking in. You're not like other people. We don't want to feed that. Right. Not at all. And so even though this happened, I'm okay, actually is enough of a shift that I will reach out. I will um, write something down in a journal or yeah. call a friend or turn some music on that I know makes me feel better. It's just enough of a shift to start the ball rolling in a different direction. I love that. I think that's a super important point. Yeah, we're not trying to just... Who fix everything. Everything's fine. I'm great. Yes. We're no, no, trying no. to shift sufficient that you can then take the steps that are important for you. Right. Moving forward. Okay. So the second top-down approach we want to talk about, we've also talked about before. Yes. Which is awesome. So we'll do, again, you'll get a little extra credit if you already know <laughs> what this is, but it is the COLE approach, which is an acronym. For curious, open, accepting, and loving kindness. So this is the approach you're going to take toward yourself. What you did, what you said, or about the situation that happened to you. You're going to stay away from judging and criticizing. Um, So when you're doing that and you're curious about what happens instead of maybe shaming yourself... Right. When you're open instead of like resisting, right, and pushing away from, um, and when you're accepting the reality of what is instead of fighting against it and being loving toward yourself, then you're going to get much further. And you can even feel a difference. I can feel a difference as we're saying those, mm-hmm. those opposites there, right? That when you have that cold approach, your just your entire body kind of relaxes and opens yeah. up yep. to possibilities. Yeah. And when you have that, then you're going to actually be able to process through it better and get through it instead of having this resistance and um, and shame and pressure against right. yourself. Yep. So that is a good one, cold approach. I love that one. Another really good approach is called the TAG approach. This is you not one. All we, have, we have acronyms, acronyms for all of these. That's so great. <laughs> this is not one that we've talked about before. It isn't. I, I like it. I kind of describe it a little bit differently usually. But the TAG approach, the T is to tell the truth. Uh, and this is statements that you tell yourself that are true that shift your perspective back to reality. So if, if you've ever talked to me or worked with me or listened to these podcasts, Probably my all-time favorite statement is mental health is a commitment to reality at all costs. And so the tag approach, the very first thing, tell the truth. This means you're checking the facts. And the facts are, 
going back to your affirmations that you are a child of God. Mm-hmm. Your worth is 100%. Mm-hmm. You are lovable as you are. This is like your core identity fact, which everything else could be absolutely wrecked around you. But if these three things are true, and they are... Yeah. We don't have more... to question that. That's just a statement of <laughs> they fact are. for every single human being on the yep. planet. Yep. You are more okay than you think. And yes. so tag, first thing T, tell the truth, come back to reality. Um, a stands for accomplishments. And this helps us to also shift how we're feeling. Um, this is reminding yourself what you've already accomplished, things that you've overcome already, because you have a wonderful capacity to overcome. And even if things feel really hard in the moment, if you were to look back at some of the things you've been through, you would be surprised. Yeah. Uh, almost as a reminder of how much you've gone through and how far you've come. So, so as we're talking about those, <laughs> some of my two favorite ones that I've seen like on, you know memes and different things one of them is the the one that talks about my track record for getting through really tough days is a hundred percent right <laughs> i'm here <laughs> i'm still here so i am like a hundred percent successful at getting through rough days that's not bad yeah which i like that one and then the other one was in regards to parenting right when you feel like you are a failure as a parent or i'm just not doing well that way um, I saw some, someone said once, and I just thought it was so funny that I look back and all of my children are potty trained. So <laughs> I did awesome. <laughs> all uh, of them can, <laughs> can make it to the bathroom. So that's just kind of a funny one, but I, I think it's actually like that's potty training is not an easy task, no, right? At no. all. Um, especially if you have, um, strong-willed children, right? So... <laughs> Um, that is a task that is critical to their survival as a human being in the real world, right? And you did it. Good job. Yep. So like anyway, it. two kind of funny ones. But Speaking about that, so here are some examples of accomplishments. So reminding yourself about things you're good at, mm-hmm. what you like about your appearance. Um, you've helped others by doing what? Uh, what you value the most, compliments you've received, mm-hmm. challenges like we talked about that you've overcome, mm-hmm. um, things that make you unique. And usually, you know, when I talk to people, no matter how uh, discouraged or depressed they are, usually they always can say something that does make them unique. Like we kind of have this idea of ourselves, like there are some things about me that's not like everybody else, Yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, and this is always a good one times you've made others happy mm, because that that's something that was genuine. Yes. We all have genuine moments of, I just wanted people around me to feel good. Yeah. And so I did this thing. I said this thing. Mm-hmm. I accomplished this thing, followed through on this thing just to show love to people that I love. And well, that's pretty great. If you've done that, Yeah, that's a great accomplishment. So A is accomplishments, right? Finally, G And TAG stands for get present. And this, again, ties back to um, mindfulness we've talked about. Mm -hmm. But also this kind of ties into the bottom-up approaches. But what get present means is to breathe, focus on an object, hold something in your hand, stand up, and turn around or stomp your feet until the negativity is shifted. Um, Tony Robbins likes to say, 
Motion creates emotion. And mm-hmm. so move, do something. And we also call this grounding. Yes. Yep. Where Get back into your body. Arrive back in your body. And there's lots yep. of really cool um, things you can do for that. Yeah. So again, yeah, we're going to have a whole episode on those. We are. And they're my favorite, actually. My kids hate it because <laughs> when they need it, I'm like, hey, everybody, let's do a bottom up. Let's breathe. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> breathe. We're already breathing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next um, top down approach we're going to talk about is practicing radical acceptance. Yeah. So you're going to acknowledge whatever is going on, whatever the situation is right now without judging or criticizing and just see it for the, for reality. Right. Um, one of my favorite quotes, and I I've said it on here before from a woman named Byron Katie is when I argue with reality, I lose, <laughs> but only a hundred percent of the time, but only, yep. So any, and, and that's true right? We lose because we cannot move forward. We cannot do anything when we're stuck living in something that's not reality. Right. So being able to practice that radical acceptance of whatever is going on and just accepting that it is, mm-hmm. that it, it, that it exists. It doesn't mean that we're judging it, that we're criticizing it. It doesn't mean that we're condoning things that are bad that have happened um, or agreeing with it. Um, it doesn't mean that, well, now I'm not doing anything and I'm just going to let this bad thing run over my whole life. Right. Right. Um, it's simply accepting what is. Because everything else is out of your control. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of bringing the focus back to the things that matter most. Those are the things you can control. And so the anger, the blaming, Okay, what, what does that serve you ultimately? You, you can't make somebody else do anything. Right. Um, and so radical acceptance, this is what it is. This is what it is. And when you fully are sitting in the reality of it, then you can refocus on what you can do, what is in your control. I can't make them do that. But oftentimes if we have anger or different things like that, it's because we need to... I mean, all of the time it is, we need to do something because we can't make someone else do something. So whether that's, I need to leave the situation or I need to set a healthier boundary or something like that. Um, when we've really accepted what's going on, then we're able to see clearly for what changes we can make, what we can do, um, to shift what the circumstances of what's going on. Yeah. And this actually ties in a lot to the next one. Which is one of my favorite all times. In fact, yes, me too. <laughs> we, I have a new acronym. So lame. I know. Here we go. <laughs> all this, of your this, acronyms. All my acronyms. <laughs> maybe you should save it. Don't tell anyone. No. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this should be another episode. It'll or be something. another episode. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I feel like we've been through this. So dailies. We talked about dailies before. Mm-hmm. I have a new acronym for dailies. I say, play your games daily. So it's just an easy way for people when they come in to say, did you play your games? It's kind of fun. Games stands for gratitude, affirmations, mindfulness, exercise, and study. And gratitude. This is the next top-down approach. The, gratitude, yes, is gratitude is so awesome. Hope. I love it when, when I'm in incredible. session with somebody who's just in a place and they're just not doing well. If we take some time 
like five minutes, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, to focus on gratitude, things always shift. Yes. Um, gratitude and hope. So shifting your thoughts away from whatever it is that's happening into what you're thankful for and saying these things out, out loud and in your mind. So it can't be a casual sort of like, well, I mean, I'm grateful for lots of stuff. No, no, yeah. no. Be specific, be specific and think about it. Yeah. And it will force your brain to come out of whatever it is that's happening and into what you're actually thankful for. And we've talked before about the hope circuit, something that we've learned about ourselves where even if we don't see a solution to a problem, if we believe that there is one, we mm -hmm. just don't know it yet, it actually makes it a lot easier. We just call yeah. that the hope circuit. So the hope circuit and gratitude are really good at shifting our minds. Yes. You've gotten through some really hard stuff before. And like Sherry said, like your track record for getting through yes. hard days is a hundred percent. So, but I just I love, you can't get any better than that. And I just, I love gratitude. Yeah. And I find that people who practice this and if you pray, this is often when you are grateful. This doesn't necessarily have to be like a separate thing, right. but often when you pray, um, just really take it seriously. Think about it. Take a few minutes. Don't rush through. Just really think about it, and it will shift how you're feeling. And so this it is does. a great top-down approach. It changes everything. This has been like a core staple in my life when I've gone through really hard things. And like I can, I can attest to being in the darkest, you know, deepest places and just dropping to my knees and thanking God, even just for the experience itself and how it's going to help me in my life. And it just, it was just like all of that just washed mm -hmm. away. Yeah. All of the, the struggle and the pain and everything. So I am a hundred percent on board with that one. That one's probably my very favorite one. Okay. The next one, best case scenario. So especially with anxiety, we have Oftentimes we get into, we start spiraling into these worst case right. scenarios. Like, yep. Oh, and then this, and then this, and oh no, this even worse. And, and we get really stuck in that space. So this one is to think of the best case um, scenario. So um, you start by actually staying in the worst case scenario. Right. Cause you're, you're already in it. <laughs> already I, I do this with clients a lot too. They're there. And I'm like, so just how do you feel? Terrible, sad, hurt, angry, rejected. And it's like, okay. So you know how that feels? Zero to 10. Give me, oh, it's like a one or a zero. Okay. That's fair. It can be helpful to kind of rate yourself at the beginning. Yes. Um, I love rating yourself because then you see it's helpful. Uh -huh. how much of the shift there is. Yep. So you start there. And you really like hone in on the emotions that you're feeling and the level of emotion. And okay, so how good do I feel? Again, I'm mm -hmm. not zero to 10. And then go to the best case. Now, this is weird because your brain doesn't like naturally go there. It's almost like you're doing these mental gymnastics where it takes your brain a second and your brain's going, wait, what? <laughs> like, what's the best case scenario? Too good to be true. I mean, ridiculous lottery winning kind of stuff. And yes. your brain's like, like, well, I don't get it. What's the point? I feel terrible. You're like, just follow along. Just, just let's try this exercise. Um, 
And the trick I've learned when I'm doing this is give it a few minutes, like really kind of think about it, get into it. Don't do it really quick or it doesn't have the impact. It's almost like once you've done it for like two minutes or more, then it's a big shift. Yeah. You have to let it sink in and start to change the chemical composition in your brain. Right. But, but I like what David's saying, saying like way over the top, like way too good to be true. Totally too good to be true. Um, in, in the situation, then sit with that and really think of the details of that, which will help to shift, um, shift the brain. For example, let's say, uh, you just discovered, you know, infidelity or porn or something really big. Um, and you're stuck in that way of thinking now. And best case would be, you know, this is going to make us closer than we ever have before. This is what's going to sort of resurrect our relationship will be glad it happened even. I mean, just like too good to be true. But you're sitting in that for a few minutes and your brain's like... that one isn't totally too good to be true. Yeah, (laughs) well, that's the thing, yeah. (laughs) It'll it'll feel too good to be true in that moment. In the moment, yes. And your brain's doing this weird shift and you can see the look on people's faces because it's like, it's this weird... Okay, I'm not in that space and you're asking me to intentionally... Yeah, I am. Okay, uh... And then it just starts to shift. The brain's like, okay, well. Whole life's going to change. And They're you say, well, what else? What job. else? What else? And yeah, so what else? Really, and then we I'm move gonna... to a new house because this one memories. Okay, and yeah, what else? And then we. Way better house. Uh-huh. And we're going to be able to, like, I'm going to get this, you know, job helping other people. Right. And, you know, yeah. You we're just... going to make a difference. Yep. Yeah. What else? What else? What else? And then you just sit in that for a bit. Intentionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sit in it. And it'll shift. But we're not done. Right? That's not the final step. Yes. When we do the best case scenario. Yep. Then then when you're done with that, then you come to, okay, so what's the most likely scenario? And maybe that is somewhere in between that yep. best and worst. Once they've kind of sat in that for a minute or two or three, yeah. I'll say, okay, what's the most likely? But now they've shifted. They're not in worst case scenario anymore. And I go, well... Most likely, this will be a while. It'll be hard. Um, there's going to be a lot of challenges, but we'll get better over back, time, better. and things will start to move, and then we'll have a better relationship. Yeah, and then you just rate it. Okay, like like how do you feel now? Zero to ten, and it's a higher number, like every time, right. and especially if you just kind of take your time and. It's almost like it's almost like. Because right when we're in a worst case scenario, like you've probably heard all or nothing thinking, right? And so it's kind of like using the the uh, this concept to find the healthy middle point. But if you're moving from the worst case scenario and trying to find middle, it's like this huge yeah. pull. Right. But if you can kind of hit both of those, then it's much easier for your brain to kind of find this healthy middle space. Right, exactly. And it can be really helpful. It's kind of a interesting scenario. Yeah. So one more tool, top down. Um, and there's lots, by the way, lots of things here. Right. We're just touching <laughs> on a few of them. But uh, another good one is a then what. And this, again, is one of my favorites. Then what is where you ask yourself exactly that, then what? So you have a fear, there's something that may be coming up, you're anxious, Mm -hmm. and you'll then what yourself all the way back to things just kind of being normal, 
So for example, I have this thing coming up and I'm really anxious, I'm really nervous. Um, well, what are you afraid of? Well, I'm afraid that I'm going to mess it up. I'm afraid that I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to look like a fool. I won't be as prepared. Well, then what? Well, then, and it's, it's kind of like the best case scenario. Their brain's like, wait, what do you mean? Then what? No, really? Then what? Yeah. What does that mean? Please, please answer my question. Yes. Then what? Yes. Well, then people would think I'm not as prepared. Then what? What do you mean then? what? Well, then what? Well, I guess then it would be over and then I'd. I mean, I guess I'd be done with it. Yeah. And then what? Well, then I wouldn't be talking anymore and life kind of goes back. I'm like, okay, then what? And it goes all the way back to like, it just kind of doesn't matter that much. And it does it every time. And sometimes they have lots of steps because they are really anxious about it. And it's like, then what? Then what? Then what? Then what? But we always find our way back to sort of this um, normal yeah. Just things being like the sun's coming up every day and I've got Just to get kids to school and, and I've, I've got to work and I've got bills to pay. And it's like, okay, how does that feel? And it's like, wow, it doesn't feel so bad. Yes. So then what can be just a real quick, easy, I do this with my kids a lot too, then what? And it's like, well, dad, this is a big deal. Right. And then what? And it mm-hmm. comes back around to it not being a big deal. Yes. Yes. Which isn't scary. Which isn't scary. Yeah. Right. Yep. So... Yeah, you're catching, you're going to that underlying issue. Like what's the underlying thing and following it, following it, following it. Because at the end of the day, it's everlastingly true that people do not care as much about you as you think they do. And I don't mean from like a they don't love you thing. Right. I mean, they're not thinking about you and and what you wore. Every aspect of your your life. We're thinking about ourselves and they're Mm -hmm. thinking about themselves. And so it's just a way to reassure yourself. It's thankfully you're not the center of the universe. Everything does not hinge upon you for everything (laughs) to work. And that's reassuring. And also that life just kind of works its way. Yeah. Uh Works its way out, you know. And so even if you're doing something, oh, and then then I'm going to lose my job and then... I'll be unemployed and then, you know, then what, then what, then what? You're going to come back eventually to finding a different job and doing Mm -hmm. my life. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Which is really comforting, actually. And again, the whole point is to help take you out of the stress response cycle or the the feeling of not being safe. Yes. Which is what we want to do. Yes. Enough that you can then do the self-care right? and those non-negotiables and all of those things that, that you need to do to, um, to kind of shift and have that um, better way of living. Yeah. So these are just some. I mean, if we piqued your interest, there's like a million. And, <laughs> of course, this is the great age of information and the Internet. and Yes. All so you things. can always look up some more interventions. But... Next episode, we do want to talk about these bottom-up now, bottom up. which are really neat. Um, and again, just like Love we're talking them. about, incorporate them daily into your life. In fact, when we're done with that one, just a heads up, we're going to ask you to pick two. Hopefully, you've taken notes. Yes. It's almost like this is recorded or something, and you can listen to it again if you have to, right? <laughs> Take notes. Pick one top-down, one mm. bottom-up. And practice every single day. Don't wait for the moment of anxiety for your brain to uh, have to remember or know what. If it's already happening, it's a lot easier. So, Yes. 
Okay. Well, we will see you next time when we talk about bottom-up approaches. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.